praise is beautiful. Let us pray. Father, Lord God Almighty, we want to thank you for the opportunity to gather this evening around your word. Unto you is the gathering of the people of God, O Lord. Therefore, we ask that you fill this atmosphere with your presence. The Lord, as even we share that your word, you will open our hearts. And we will be blessed. Thank you, almighty God. And we invite you to be the center of this service. In Jesus' name. Amen. We take our first song. If you are able to stand, please let's stand together as we sing the first song, Open the Eyes of My Mind. Bible reading for this evening is taken from two places. The first is John chapter 1. I'll read from verse 1 to 5. John chapter 1 from verse 1 to 5. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. The second one is from Proverbs chapter 4, 18 to 19. Proverbs 4, 18 to 19. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. This evening, our theme is darkness. And we are all going to participate. So as we are seated, I want to plead with us to make three groups now, because in each group, there will be something to discuss, and it's going to be on the theme, darkness. So is it possible to make three groups now, please? Let's sit together. You can do that if you are able to. So we have formed four groups now. Okay, no worries. We'll see how we go. Okay, we can have four. Yeah. So I want to believe this is group one. 
group two, group three, and group four. One, two, three, four. So group one, what are you going to discuss? I want to discuss, I want you to discuss what is darkness. What is darkness? What do you understand by the word darkness? And how is it used in the Bible? If you can, let's try our hands. Group two, what are the, let me, let me, let me frame this better. Is there any difference between physical and spiritual darkness? Group two, is there any difference between spiritual and physical darkness? If there is any difference, what are they? Group three, does darkness always represent absence of God? Can any good thing come out of darkness? That is group three. Group four, how will you respond to spiritual darkness? <laughs> how will you respond to spiritual darkness? Your question is, does darkness always mean absence of God? And can any good thing come out of darkness? Right? You understand your question, group one? Group two, you understand your question? Huh? And there are two pastors here, so... I'm going to give us 10 to 15 minutes. one now what is darkness we're speaking on behalf of group one what is darkness and how is it generally used in the bible yes group one um, the answer for the first question is what is darkness and we said it is absence of light the thank end. you so do you want the second next one yeah all oh, right right how is it used in the Bible? Um, we remembered in Genesis it was a separation from darkness. But darkness is also a mystery, which was in John 1, verse 5. We thought that darkness was mentioned in Psalms and in Job, but we couldn't find it because we haven't got the concordance. Um, it represents to our eyes, sin and evil. And then Sam came up with 
chapter 9 in Isaiah, verse 2. People who walk in darkness have seen a great light. We can stumble if we cannot see. Thank you so much. So, group two. Is there any difference between physical and spiritual darkness? Well, for us, we, just, we said that um, there is a difference because um, physical light is lack of light as in electricity, darkness. And then when we looked at it, um, spiritual light says absence of Jesus Christ, absence of God, absence of the Holy Spirit in your, um, in your life, in, in one's life. And then we looked at the Bible verse that talks, let your light so forth shine among men, that they will glorify your Father in heaven, and being Jesus Christ as the light as well. So, spiritual um, darkness is absence of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit in one's life. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Group three. Those darkness always mean absence of God. Okay, so we talked about how when the sun goes down and the darkness of night comes, you know, there's that physical separation we've just heard between light and darkness. But actually God is there in the light as well as in the darkness. He's there when we're sleeping as well as when we're awake. Um, and we talked about how sometimes it's, you know, the darkness is maybe because of, you know, if we're, if we're struggling or... You know, things have got on top of us or fear or all those things. But actually, God's always with us even in those times, even if sometimes we don't see him. Like at night, we can't see him being with us in that sense. We're asleep, but we know he's always there. And we know he's always with us in that kind of time of, of fear or, or struggles or whatever it may be. And then the second half of the question, which I've again forgotten. What was the second half of my <laughs> Can any good come out of, can any good come out of it? And we said, yes, sometimes actually if we've been through a period of darkness, actually sometimes those experiences can help us when we look back to see where God has been and how he's been with us, but also as we then maybe can help others by sharing our experiences or journeying with someone who's on a similar journey to where we've been. And we had a few examples of how our own experiences have enabled us to help others who've been in a place of darkness so that we can talk about God being with them as he was with us. Is that everything? Okay. Okay, so rather helpfully, uh, this group responded to that question with another question, which is how do you define spiritual darkness? So we've, we talked about how if we're looking at spiritual darkness in its own right, what's it actually mean? Does it mean uh, not knowing Christ? Because if we believe in Christ as the light, then if you haven't got the light and you don't know the light, then you must be living in spiritual darkness. But then in the same breath, how do you know that you're in spiritual darkness if you don't know the light? So that sort of thing. We've covered lovely, light-hearted topics like witchcraft and everything else like that. Um, and I think it was... So in summary, what we sort of decided is 
in response to spiritual darkness as a church, our first and foremost thing should be prayer, praying against the darkness. Uh, we should also make sure we're meeting together and getting together and we should trust that God will break through at the right time. Reverend Ian, if you will permit me, I will give everybody a PhD in theology <laughs> because you've made the work much easier. Thank you for participating. We are all Bible students and we are there. Let's stand to sing the next song, please. Light of the world. Once again, I want to say thank you for participating in the group discussion. As I said, you've made my work much easier. Darkness is simply absence of light. In the scriptures, darkness appears about 47 times. And we'll know that the way it's used can be said to be in two ways. The physical light, I mean the physical darkness, as we see in Genesis chapter 1, 3 to 5, where God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and morning the first day. This is physical light and physical darkness. God created light and darkness. And he had a stamp on both. Another physical darkness was found in Exodus 14.20 when God introduced darkness to delay the movement of Pharaoh. You know, when Pharaoh released the Egyptians and they were on their way to the promised land. And all of a sudden, Pharaoh just, oh, I can't I let these people go. Then he started to pursue them. And what did God do? He introduced darkness. The Israelites would see the light, but then there was darkness. And therefore, the Egyptians could not get to the Israelites. There we can see that darkness became an instrument of miracle, an instrument of deliverance. Another darkness is in Exodus 20, 21, when Moses went to collect the uh, Ten Commandments. And in verse 21, the Bible says, Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. People couldn't even go near because they were so much afraid and fearful. That is again physical darkness. Then we can also have spiritual darkness. And to understand spiritual darkness, let's hear what Jesus says in Matthew 6, 23. He says, if your eye is bad, your old body is full of darkness. Jesus, the ear, was using the physical eye as an example of what happens in our souls. So spiritual darkness is absence of light in our soul and mind. 
and it has been rightly pointed out, it simply means absence of Christ. Absence of God in our lives. Then, in the Bible, the scriptures, the, the writers begin to use darkness as figurative expression. And in simple terms, metaphors started to use it as symbols. Let's recollect those horror movies we, we watched. It's usually associated with darkness. That even after you've watched it, if you are not careful, you still continue to see it in your dreams. And here in the scriptures, we have darkness also associated. For example, Exodus 10.21, it is associated with judgment. If we go to Isaiah 8 verse 22, it is a symbol of misery and adversity. In Ephesians 5.11, darkness was used as a symbol of impurity and sinful actions. And in Matthew 6.23, darkness was used as a symbol of ignorance. In Job 17.13, darkness was used as a symbol of death. So you will see that anything associated with darkness is not something that is good to see or live in. Unlike physical darkness, we are absence of light, then we have darkness, so it means darkness was passive. Spiritual darkness is not passive, it is active. And I can tell you that the main driver of spiritual darkness is the devil himself. He goes out with all his might, with everything he can do, with his spiritual forces to bring misery, to bring ignorance, to bring adversity, even death, unto man. Satan exercises a spiritual power to promote ignorance. Human opposition to the word of God. It twists the word of God. The same way he did to our forefathers, Adam and Eve, in the Garden of Eden. Did God tell you not twisting the word of God? Do you want to believe what Reverend Ian preached this morning? That we are, how can that be? Don't twist in the word of God. Bringing in some form of doubt, fear, and the and the aim, the objective is to enslave us to make sure that we are in perpetual bondage. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 to 6 says, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers 
so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Satan walks to bring misery. And in our lives, no matter how bright it is, we still walk through those patches of darkness. So what takes us through those patches of darkness is our belief in the word of God. It's our belief in Christ. It's our trust holding on. I want to ask us as believers We cannot say we won't walk through darkness. And that is why Psalm 23 says, even if I walk through the shadows of death, says what? I will fear no evil. Why? Why will you not fear any evil? The next sentence says it. For Thou art with me. So are you running through patches of darkness in your life? Trust the word of God. God is with you. He says, if you go through fire, I'm there with you. If you go through waters, it will not overrun you. But the other thing is, let's look at darkness from the angle of sin, impurity. The scripture tells us in Isaiah, it said, the people have seen who are in darkness, have seen a great light. This verse was written when Israel was divided into two kingdoms as a result of paganism. October 31 will soon come now, and we start, I mean, the people start to celebrate Halloween, bringing paganism back. Paganism may not be in terms of you having something which you worship, but again, you know you can worship money. You may not know you are worshiping money, There are things that you cannot do without. And let me tell you, you may not agree with me, there is something that we worship so much now. Instead of that thing to, for us to control that thing, that thing has more or less control our life. Do you know it? Social media. Ask a Christian in the money, the first thing he goes to will be Facebook. Or Twitter. We spend more time. It controls our lives. And we so much believe again at times what we read there. 
I could remember when vaccination started. So many things were written on social media and many people were running away. Thank God for the likes of Pastor who took vaccination and said, see, I've taken my own. Go take yours. Our pastor is still alive. He's still here. Wave your hand. Yeah. Because so many people believed, oh, if you take the vaccination, that's 666. So many things. So the key question is, how do you respond to darkness? If you don't even know that you are in the dark, how then do you recognize when you are in the light? Are you enjoying us? That we just need the word of God. To, that's why we started with that song. Open the eyes of the heart. We need that word of God to enlighten our heart. To be able to see, to be able to receive what God is pushing our ways. We need that word of God. Faith comes by hearing. And it is by what? By hearing the word of God. Continuously hearing the word of God, meditating in the word of God, chewing it over time, and not just hearing only, but putting it into action. Pastor Yeh and ended his sermon last Sunday. It says, the worship has started, the service begins. The service has ended. The worship begins. So that takes us. If we say we are in the light and we know the light, are we now shining in the dark world? Jesus Christ is the light. Few weeks now, we will be celebrating Christmas. You will see the light everywhere, decorations. But do you actually know this Christ? Coming to church does not mean you actually know this Christ. You can practice churchianity without being a Christian. Coming to church, just sitting down. Oh, we are here just to meet my friends. But are you indeed the light of the world, on your street, in your home, where you walk, are you that light that shines in the darkness? The scripture says in John, it said, and darkness cannot overcome, which means there is some sort of power tussle, but the light is so powerful that Darkness cannot overcome it. Is Christ in your life so powerful that sin cannot overcome you? 
When God created man, he said, subdue the earth. And we carry the earth everywhere. When someone dies, they will commit the person to mother earth. This is the earth, the flesh. He says, subdue your flesh. Subdue it. In every aspect of our lives. How are we shining? Or what we do is, if we can't beat them, what then do you do? You join them. No. Christ has called us out separately. Christ has called us out separately. We are no longer to be in the dark. Any form of darkness should not be in our lives. Even when we are walking through darkness, we, are still con- we should still continue to maintain that we are the light. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want us to pray now. I'm going to invite Pastor Vicky. I know there are few who perhaps is passing through patches of darkness in their life. If you want to stand up, please feel free. And you just want that prayer. And I'm sure the Lord will touch you as we pray together. What you know. Let us pray. Lord, as we physically see the darkness coming through the windows outside, Lord, we recognize that perhaps we ourselves have allowed darkness to infiltrate into our own lives too. And Father God, we thank you for that reminder from Jiddy tonight that actually we need to be living and walking in the light. And so, Father God, I pray for those of us who need to ask for your forgiveness. For the forgiveness because of the choices we've made, the lives perhaps that we have chosen to follow. Perhaps by failing to be countercultural, by choosing to live against that of the society around us, Lord, rather we've joined in. Father, forgive us for those times when we have failed to stand up and to be the light in those dark places. Forgive us too, Lord, when perhaps the choices we've made have taken us away from you. We thank you for the reminder that you are always with us. We thank you that you are with us even in our dark times. But Lord, we really pray that you will help us to just continue to be light to those around us who are living in darkness. Father God, we pray that we can speak out, speak out truth, speak out your word, speak out what it is that we read in the Bible, that, Lord, you are our light and our salvation, our hope, and the way that we want to be as followers of you. And, Lord, as we seek to be light to those around. Help us, Lord, to be bold, to be faithful, to be strong. 
And Father God, we pray too that uh, as the end of the month comes in, where we know from looking in our shops and listening to people perhaps that we work alongside or families that we know, Father, that there will be a celebration of darkness. Help us to be the light in those dark places, to talk about you as the light. Because, Lord, we recognize that you are far more powerful, far more mighty than any power of darkness. Lord, you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And for that, we thank you. Help us, Lord, to walk in the light, to use your scriptures and to encourage one another to walk and be faithful to you day by day. Amen. We stand to sing our last song, Lead Kindly Light Amid the Encircling Blue. I need to say the final prayer. Thank you. Before I do, can I just remind you that uh, there's a lot going on this week. Look at your notice sheet. And Wednesday at RBC is going to be online only this week. The Wednesday, morning, Wednesday lunchtime service, 12.45, is as usual in here, but the evening will be online only. It is our thank offering weekend. If you've come prepared, just drop it in one of the boxes or make your payment on using your card using the card machine out there. If you don't know how it works, Samuel's here. He'll show you, as all good treasurers will. Let's pray. Lord, yes, the worship has ended, but our service is about to begin because the evening service has ended and our whole life is an act of worship. Our worship is also about to begin. Lord, take us, and may we be bright lights for you. And Lord, in this week that's ahead, may we have opportunities to shine in places where there's darkness. And so bless us, keep us, and make your face shine upon us, and give us your peace. And the blessing of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with each one of us this day and forevermore. Amen. God bless you. Lovely to see you. Hopefully see you soon.